When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is a football Friday. Here we go. Plenty to talk about as the Vols are certainly prepared to romp against that uh, team from up north, the Huskies. The Dave Hooker Show. A presentation of Off the Hook Sports. Objective insight. Expertise. Top guest. Available on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the Off the Hook Sports app. Download now for free. Also available on offthehooksports.com. I compute and obey. Now, today, Hooker. Ready. Here we go, up and rolling. And it's an exciting time in my life because Caleb Calhoun has to pay up on his bet. Mayonnaise in the coffee, Will Levis style, because he missed on some bet that I can barely remember. But that doesn't matter because he's just going to be drinking mayonnaise in a coffee. Uh, So we're looking forward to that later in the program. It is a weird coffee day because, Caleb, I got my teeth whitened and I'm not allowed to drink coffee. So what do you think? Oh, how long can you not drink coffee for? 48 hours, so I'm on the pre-workout energy drink. But first, what do you think of my teeth? But first, what do you think of my teeth? I think your teeth look amazing, Dave. Thank you. uh, (laughs) Definitely very unsouthern of you. Okay, sorry. Bad joke. Yes, I'm I'm at the age, too, in which they say, there are some things that we just can't do. (laughs) When you get to that age, used to be like in your 30s, they'd say, yeah, we can whiten those up, and they'll look fantastic. Nowadays, when you're pushing 50, something called internal stains that come from within. By the way, you've got a heck of a haircut. We are looking great on this day. I'll go ahead and tell you that right now. And we got a huge show lined up. Take part of the poll question that's on Twitter right now. And that is uh, pretty simple, and I'm pretty excited about it. Can you pull that poll question up? I know you had a little bit of an issue with that yesterday. Do you know where that is now? Well, that's because uh, you said the poll was on youtube yesterday is it on youtube or twitter it's on the youtube you just said twitter dave did i just say twitter yes all right it's on the youtube so what do we got to tell me the poll question is who racks up the most yards for tennessee versus yukon squirrel white jalen Wright, dylan sampson or somebody else okay the thing i love about our audience is that this starts off one way and a lot of the time these poll questions are just static after the first five minutes everybody just votes the same but ours have been very flexible so i want an update of where it is now and i want your thoughts as well that was where it was now uh oh you i thought i gave it to you uh, jalen wright leads at 44 percent at this at the moment um okay. in terms of the full poll 
Uh, other is at 33%. Dylan Sampson at 22%. Squirrel White at zero. Okay, but that's early. That's early. So there we go. Um, that's not today's tough question. Today's tough question is even better. So lined up on the program today, uh, we have got anonymous coaches and fellow Big Ten schools think Michigan and their cheating scandal is serious. And did that really affect the balls? in their game against South Carolina last year. I was told, and you might want to check on this for me, there was a, a Shane Beamer tied to a current coach at Michigan. We'll get into all of that. And also, I just want to ask the question, while this is technically cheating, do you want Josh Heupel pushing the limits a little bit? Or because of the NCAA backdrop that he came in when there were multiple violations with Jeremy Pruitt are you like hey be cool man don't be sending hostesses to North Carolina Lane Kiffin style you shouldn't be doing that also a rooting interest lineup that we have for you and that's because we're at the time of the year it is November so the college football playoff and SEC East is uh, still very much up for grabs Tennessee needs some help but can get in it we're going to tell you who you uh, should root for also November success. And I'm glad you brought this up because Tennessee has had great success over the week, uh, over, over the years in November. And um, I'm going to tell you why I think uh, that's a big part of it. Also recruiting, it's a big weekend. So we'll get off and running on that, but it's exciting to see that uh, Caleb, uh, later in the program, we'll drink a cup of coffee with mayonnaise in it and even got a haircut to do so. So excited. You know, the worst part about this is I'm doing this the day after Will Levis let me down. And I don't care what anybody says on the times. Like, oh, my God, Will Levis is our future. No, he's not. Any quarterback can look good. Dave, you said it. You hit the nail on the head. You said six quarters. Any quarterback can look good in the NFL for six quarters. That was yeah. your exact quote. What happened? Will Levis? Didn't have a touchdown in the second half. We scored the Titans scored three points. That was his seventh and eighth quarter. And by the way, everybody's saying he did it well against the Steelers defense. If you're a quarterback who's only started one game and then you're playing a team on a short week, you're that favors you because the defense hasn't had enough time to try to figure you out. Yep. All right. So a mayonnaise mocha for Caleb Calhoun later in the program. Elias says my bet is either right or D. Williams, depending on how we define yards, just total yards from scrimmage. So it could be receiving yards it could be uh rushing yards just total yards from uh scrimmage so now we talked about earlier in the week that uh, tennessee should wear those powder blue jerseys in honor of pat summit they're not going to do that they're going to wear the uh i don't know what do you call them accent pieces <laughs> it doesn't sound right yes. in football but they're gonna wear the accent pieces and, of course, they're trying to sell you that at all the uh, different retailers. But th they're going to have the towels, and they're going to have, I guess, some socks. And I think that's cool. I would take it a step further. Uh, but uh, there we go. So I want to start it with uh, today's tough question. Today's tough question uh, brought to you by Andy Mason. AndyMasonRealEstate.com. Best service, best prices in the biz. And it's pretty darn simple. Should Tennessee run up the score on UConn? A college football tradition like no other. Today's tough question. Take a side. Take a stand. 
the Dave Hooker Show, a presentation of offthehooksports.com. All right. We know that Josh Heupel ran up the score against Missouri. Let's just be honest. Can we take that from assumption and thought to it is a fact? Can we go ahead and go that far, Caleb? Or will you take that? walk into the knowledge wilderness with me. He ran up the score against Missouri because Eli Drinkwitz is a jack wagon. 100% he ran up the score against Missouri. And he did it not not just because of Eli Drinkwitz. That wasn't just at Eli Drinkwitz. Josh Heupel wanted the Missouri job because, again, he, he had been very successful as an offensive coordinator there. He had had two good years at UCF, and I'm going to be honest, I don't think Josh Heupel thought he had a chance to get a job like the Tennessee job at the time. So I think Josh Heupel thought the Missouri job would be his best opportunity, so he really wanted that job. So, yeah, he ran up the score to humiliate Drinkwitz and to humiliate the Missouri Missouri administration. That was about them more than anybody. Okay, so let me ask you this question. Because back in the day, you had to run up the score to win the BCS formula because uh, score differential mattered. That's not really the case with the college football playoff anymore, but it kind of sort of is. It always has to factor in. But should Tennessee run up the score on UConn if given the opportunity, or should they be the nice guys and say, uh, hey, you've got a Morris head coach, so there's a glass ceiling on what you can do? And you don't have as much talent, and we're pushing around, uh, pushing you around, and hurting you. So we're going to be nice. We're Tennessee, and we're going to be nice. Should they be nice, or should they run up the score? Because I'm not a big run up the score guy, but I'm going to tell you why they should uh, here in just a moment. Your thoughts on should Tennessee run up the score against UConn? Because clearly the Huskies are outmatched. Yes, and they should do it for a few reasons. UConn, as everybody knows is they almost got into the Big 12 and they're trying to position to be in a Power 5 conference in the future. And Tennessee, just for petty sake, should want UConn to be miserable as an athletic program. Um, now, the I, I want to dive into the Pat Summit gina Oriema rivalry real quick. Pat Summit, as everybody knows, canceled the series because she didn't like gina Oriema. I think it was using ESPN headquarters as a tour for recruits, and that's how he got Maya Moore. Isn't that where it yes. really goes down? And I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I'm going to interrupt for just a second. I'm I'm very disappointed in you. You shouldn't run up the score. That's not good sportsmanship, but go ahead. Oh, okay. All right, Dave. Um, So (laughs) I want to tell you this. I actually think Pat Summit, rest in peace, overreacted there. You use your recruiting advantages that you have. You don't think that, Pat, I mean, shouldn't the Lady Vols give women's basketball recruits tours of the College Basketball Hall of Fame in Knoxville when they come? Like sure, sure. Yeah, but I think she was a by the book person and it, that that and and really when you go to that ESPN complex, I've been there, it it is a little daunting. I mean, it it kind of makes the it, it's kind of like uh a Bucky's compared to the mom and pop uh convenience store down the road. Bucky shout out, maybe a future advertiser here uh on off the hook sports. So, I mean, the ESPN thing's insanely crazy. So, the the fact that you could even be near that. Now, it's not like the UConn women's basketball players are regularly going to go over to Bristol and say hi. So, that it hasn't helped their football recruit program out recruit anybody. So, it's like, I mean, I'm just, I think, I think she shouldn't have been as by the book. I understand that she was more old school, but she should have. So, I don't blame 
Gino for that. What I do blame Gino for, and this is where my this is where I come in. And I keep going back to 2016 when Gino Oriyama purposely left Candace Parker off the Olympic team when Candace Parker was the best player in the WNBA at the time. And he did it the year Pat Summit died. He did it within he actually made the decision the same month Pat Summit died Ouch. to leave Candace Parker off the Olympic team. Ouch. All out of vindictiveness that she didn't commit to UConn with coming out of high school. Okay. That is Tennessee. as low and disgusting as it gets. And I think Tennessee should pour it onto UConn this weekend just over that one thing. Okay. What about the your 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 terrible sport? By the way, Andy Mason Real Estate, over 40 years of experience, best prices, best service in the biz, Andy Mason Real Estate.com for all your real estate needs. All right. You're I'm 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 disappointed, Caleb. Uh, I thought you were a man of moral integrity, but now you're just like run up the score against a bunch of scrubs. Uh, now people ruin the athletic as- program. By the way, Jim Calhoun was also a sleaze ball, but we don't have to go into that. But um, ruin the athletic. Program, no relation. No relation now, to me. By the way, uh, people are saying on the message board, no reason to risk injuries before big games. We definitely don't need injuries. But Travis says that Josh Heupel is going to run it up if he can. Hey, listen, guys, you can run it up with the second string. I'm not saying that you have to keep Joe Milton in there for four quarters so he can score a little bit more. I'm not saying that Squirrel White needs to be playing on the final drive of the game. I mean, there are dudes that can run up the score on this team uh, just with the offense that they have. The other factor is, and I think this gets downplayed a little bit, is for the college football playoff i mean this is a program unlike georgia unlike alabama that is defined in a lot of people's eyes despite what has happened this year with their offense so if you don't go out there and score 50 plus against uconn and you beat uconn let's say 34 to 9 that doesn't look real good based off what uh, tennessee was last year so there's an argument to be made that you should do it for the college football playoff i know it's not as direct as it was when they had the bcs formula but i think that's a strong argument as well and then there's the other just damn do it okay because here's my thought on this tennessee had uh, they've had some bumps in the road. Uh, the Cooper Mays thing at Florida, we've talked about. Alabama was a gut shot loss. Just go out and feel good about yourself. Go out and hang 70 on UConn. I'm sorry it's never going to come back to bite you in the rear because there's going to be a mega conference that UConn could not possibly ever be invited to. And they're not going to be a factor you could argue that Tennessee shouldn't have done it against Missouri last year because Missouri might be good this year. And oops, they are. But UConn, nah. It's a paycheck game for them. They're going to get the cash just to feel good after a season that has had some serious emotional bumps in the road. Just to feel good should Tennessee run up the score. What do you say on the message board? (laughs) That's right. Uh, Off the hook's. Uh, new slogan is just damn do it. I would wear that shirt and you might have one coming your way 
Smoky Mountain Red. All right, so which of the three? Rank them. Pat Summit, uh, just damn do it, or to impress the rest of the nation when it comes to the college football playoff. Why would you run up the score? Because you have such poor, poor uh, moral a gravitas that you're going to run up the score on this poor UConn team. What's the reason? Is it Pat Summit? Is it college football playoff? Is it just damn do it? So you have actually swayed me. I was seeing Pat Summit at the start. It's college football playoff number one, because we're going to get into pretty soon here, how like Tennessee's rooting interest and how they can try to get in. Dave, I would have agreed with you that it, it was more direct with the BCS, but if Tennessee is going to get in somehow, it's more direct with Tennessee because if you're a two loss team, then you do need margin of victory because you're not going to have like a clear cut. If you get in, you won't be clear cut getting in over other teams. You know what I mean? You'll have to actually, you would have to make your case to the college football playoff committee. You would agree with me on that, right? As a I agree. Team. And I'll say the other thing too, while it's not supposed to a margin of victory is not supposed to be a big thing and it shouldn't because it was embarrassing at times. I remember Philip former saying, Oh, we had to go out and beat the hell out of Louisiana Monroe because you know, I mean, we needed the points and it was it was actually a factor for those that don't remember in the formula point differential was so you don't want to make that a habit. But you can't tell me that if Tennessee doesn't hang a 70 spot on UConn, that some of the yeah, well, I don't know about 80, but that some of those people aren't going to say, whoa, Tennessee's found its offense again. I think it has a residual subconscious effect. I really do. Oh, that's exactly, I think, why they need to do it. The other point with this, for everybody worried about the starters, I, I'm so glad you brought up the leaving, though you can run it up with the backups. Because I'm going to tell, I want to bring up a history lesson to people right here. And Dave, you might remember this game. You were young at the time, but you, I'm sure you know about it. 1985, Wait Miami. A second. Wait a second. Let me say this real quick. Screw it. Let's go for 100, Elias says. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Try to break the the, the all time record blowout is Georgia Tech Cumberland. Georgia Tech won 222 to nothing. 1916, I think. Um, okay, so my uh my history lesson real quick is 1985 Miami Notre Dame. Jerry Faust Notre Dame is coaching his last game. You remember Jerry Faust, right, Dave? He was a high school coach who then got Notre Dame took a shot on. And Notre Dame played, we're classy, we're Notre Dame, and everybody should respect us, and everybody should respect Jerry Faust. And Jimmy Johnson, last game of the year for Miami, just pour, and it's Jerry Faust's last game as ever as a coach, and Jimmy Johnson just pours it on. He pulls the starters, but he also, after pulling the starters, does a fake punt on 4th and 11 when he's up by 40. That's nasty. <laughs> now, that's that's probably a little far. But I do believe, and Steve Spurrier said you run your offense with the backups in. Said that's yeah. how he would not run up the score. He would pull his starters, but he he certainly uh, would continue to run the offense. And that's what you should do. Let's say Nico's in there. Should he be just handing the ball off and handing no. the ball off? No, that should be a glorified scrimmage for him or whoever backup is in the game. And Tennessee is so much better than UConn and the first and second level of the depth chart that they can do that without risking any injury. So I think you do it for Pat Summit. I think you do it for the college football playoff, but just damn do it. Dave, just, you covered I mean, just just damn do it. Because if Josh Apple doesn't make some bad decisions on fourth down at Alabama, and I'm not going to debate that with you, if Cooper Mays isn't hurt, this team's undefeated. So I feel for – I mean, I, maybe it's because I talk to Cooper and Jacob every week, but I feel for how close they are 
and were, despite the fact that they had a new quarterback that they had to continue to break in. Um, so, yeah, just damn do it. Dave, you covered, I will say, you covered one exception to this. You covered Lane Kiffin's opening game with Tennessee when they beat Western Kentucky 63-7. to He left his starters in in the fourth quarter and was trying to run up the score. <laughs> Remember yeah. that? He yeah. left Crofton in the whole time. But you know what's going to happen if somebody gets hurt. You know, Oh, I know. Do that. Yeah, we're, we would be having that discussion. And what I was don't... going through Kiffin's mind, though, that game? Was he just trying to make a statement his first t- game as Tennessee's head coach? What was going through Kiffin's mind? Can you – I mean – my goodness, can you tee that up anymore? I mean, the th- I, I have at least six things that ran through my head that um, I could I could say right now. Should I choose one or should I just move on? Choose one. I want to hear the fun now. I want the fun. Okay, what lady he was going to hang out with that night. All right, here we go. <laughs> Tennessee football recruiting interest this weekend. Uh, here's what you've got to do and you got to root for. Now, are these things possible? Uh, I'm going to tell you, and you tell me, uh, too, on the message board, what you think uh, as far as the rooting interest, because the Vols need some help to get in the college football playoff or win the SEC East. Both of those are long shots so two different levels and one is that's crazy in other words it's probably not gonna happen and then you suck yeah so that's to uh, that's to caleb for even suggesting that this is a possibility so rooting interest this weekend is uh brought to you by our very good friends and i remind you to support our sponsors we greatly appreciate that campbell cunningham taylor and han enjoy life better when you see better local vision service for LASIK, cataract surgery, and regular eye examinations, go to cctis.com, cctis.com. Local doctors that care about you. And I'll tell you this, I got my eyes fixed, no contacts, no glasses, faster than I got my teeth whitened. Think about that. That, that doesn't sound right, does it, Caleb? It does not sound right at all. <laughs> so, so, well, we'll, 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 talk, we'll talk about uh, that, that, that whole ordeal. All right, so Tennessee football rooting interest this weekend. You rattle them off, and I'm going to tell you if there's a real opportunity. That's crazy. Uh, or uh, that uh, now I just – well, I guess we could. There's a couple that could happen. Hey now. So we'll throw some hey nows in there. All right, give me one of them, and I'm going to tell you how possible they are. Do you want me to go from least important to most or, or most important? You do it how you want to do it. All right, I'm going to start with most you. important because I don't know how far down we want to go. So the most important game that Tennessee fans should be watching this weekend is Missouri at Georgia. And they need to root like heck for Missouri. It's hey, more now. of an outside. Sh- oh, you think that's possible? Not really, but that's crazy. It is possible. Okay. So yeah, if, if Missouri wins, Tennessee controls its destiny to win the East. Almost. Almost. But they need one more thing to happen, Dave. They need Florida to lose one more time. And so I'm not even worried about that. This well, just to be sure, the second most important game for Tennessee's rooting interest this weekend is Arkansas, Florida. They really need to root for Arkansas over Florida this weekend. Um, just get it out of the way. Get so you know, if you do that, you've already controlled your own destiny. If, if Missouri and Arkansas both win, Tennessee controls its own destiny in the East. Okay. Which of those are most likely to happen, in your opinion, and on the message board as well? Uh, who who do you feel best about in that regard? Rank those three games: one, two, three. Bam. No, that was just two. It was just two. two. Rank those two games: one, two. Bam. Well, okay. Arkansas is more likely to upset Florida than Missouri is Georgia, but you'd rather Missouri upset Georgia 
because Florida's going to lose to LSU the next week anyway. So, yeah. but but Arkansas, let's be honest, Dave. Missouri or Arkansas, who would you put money on this weekend if you had to put on one? Golly, Missouri. You no, I mean, you put you, no, you put the no, money not, on Arkansas. I mean, not considering opponent, like I don't think that Missouri's going to beat Georgia, but I think from what I've heard talking to some people this week that Arkansas is just in a tailspin. So, I mean, but oh, if so I were to place quit the season. Yeah, I was I mean, if I were to place money on one team to play well, it would be Missouri. But if I were to place money on one team to beat Missouri to beat Georgia or Arkansas to beat Florida, I would keep my wallet in my pocket. <laughs> um I would still go with Arkansas to beat Florida because I think Florida may be giving up on the season too. All right, so now that's just for the East. Those are the only two games you need to care about. Now here's where the fun gets. You want Tennessee to be in the college football playoff race, Dave? You think it's possible? Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I love content. What What would be better content than uh, than uh, us for, for Tennessee to make the college football playoff? I'm all for it. That is true. All right, so the next big one is they need Ole Miss to get another loss. So they need to be rooting for Texas A&M. Ole Miss isn't going to win the West. They're not going to play Ole Miss for the SEC title, but they need Ole Miss to get another loss because a one-loss Ole Miss. record right now? I think it's five and three. Doesn't it feel like they'll win a game they shouldn't? Yeah. I'm going to call the upset A&M. I don't even know the spread, but I'll call that. Then you go out west. Yes. Okay, so now you need some Pac-12 teams to start losing. USC has two losses. USC over Washington, so Washington can get a loss. USC's playing at home. It just feels like USC will win that game in a high-scoring 95 to 90 game. (laughs) Okay, so we're rooting against uh, USC. Why, no, why not rooting, always rooting root for, against Southern no, you're, California? You're rooting, you're rooting for USC. Or rooting for USC. Would you okay. rather, knowing that Washington might get in anyway, would you rather just USC be knocked out, period, with having two losses, or would you rather them knock Washington down a peg? It is possible if USC beat Washington that USC and Washington are both ahead of Tennessee at that point. I have a lot of trouble rooting for USC because my son didn't get into that school. And the other thing that really turned me off is they still have OJ's Heisman up because I mean, other than murdering two people, he is a fantastic individual. Why do you still have that in your trophy room? I thought that was super weird. And Reggie Bush had to give up his Heisman. Yeah. Did he he murder his ex-wife and a waiter? I don't think so. I mean, that hasn't come out if it happened. Right, exactly. So, <laughs> okay. all right. So, uh, you got to be. So, you got to be. Uh, Colorado over Oregon State. Oregon State's ahead of Tennessee in the college football playoff by one spot. Got to be Coach Prime fan this weekend. Game is okay. In I'm okay. I'm gonna raise my hand. I'm big nerd boy because it's on the YouTube. I'm watching Deion Sanders press conferences like twice a week um, because I find the story so interesting. I can't believe that I'm watching press conferences about a team I don't cover because press conferences aren't really exciting anyway. But I watched some of his players last night too when I couldn't sleep at about 2 a.m. I almost texted you. And they seem a little ragged, a little tired, like emotionally spent. So I don't know that that's going to happen, but I see why Tennessee – fans should root for it. Clemson over Notre Dame. This one I'm not even worried about because I think Notre Dame's going to end up tripping up along the ways anyway. 
Yeah, and Dabo might have lit a fire in his team this weekend. I'm with you. I actually think South Carolina could beat Notre Dame or Clemson. Uh, well, no, I'm sorry. South Carolina plays Clemson. What the heck is wrong with me? Sorry, I haven't had my mayonnaise coffee yet. I say mine. So, <laughs> um, all right. So yeah, Mocha coming up. Now this is another dangerous one because I said Oklahoma State over Oklahoma. Now this is a risk because if Oklahoma State wins, Oklahoma may not drop below Tennessee. Oklahoma State just may move ahead of Tennessee. At okay. which point. So, but I think Oklahoma State will slip up somewhere else down the road, don't you? Uh, yeah, I do. I think most of these teams will, as a matter of fact. Yeah. And by the way, on, on the message board, let's make it a generality thing, too. Who do you just love to see lose? And I'll be honest with you, mine's Notre Dame because they're so pretentious. And I love to see Duke lose in basketball because they're so pretentious. And the, the fans that root for Duke – you couldn't have got in there. You couldn't have graduated from there. Why do you root for Duke? A lot of people, it's because they look like me, and they had a lot of white dudes. That's why they rooted for Duke, people of my generation. And I'm like, this school is so absolutely uppity, they wouldn't allow you to walk on campus. Uh, so well, I love seeing Notre Dame lose, and I love seeing Duke lose. So uh, where I, are we now? I, root, I root against people more than i root against programs like for instance i don't root against penn state anymore but before the child sex scandal came out i hated joe paterno i hated him forever i thought he was a fraud and a liar and just walked around like i, I and you probably do a good joe pa impression too because you're great with impressions but like i, I thought he you know he, I, he, I don't even know how he talks in retrospect he sat with his hands on he sat with his hands on his butt and watched everybody else do everything and pretended like he was some above the fray winner I, i'm sorry he was my least favorite figure in college football history before the scandal broke didn't tennessee uh, tennessee played penn state there in a, a outback bowl right that well a few times that was one of the foster fumble games the outback bowl but they also played him in the fiesta bowl in 91 they played him paterno twice in the 70s um but yeah i i I, I've never despised anybody more with the burning passion than I did with Joe Paterno. And now I hate him even more because of what I find out he did. So rest in pieces, Joe. All right. So, um, Yowch. yeah. Hi he. All right. Who else are we uh, rooting? Who else should Tennessee so, fans be rooting? All right. For? So here's a uh, Kansas state over Texas. You want Texas to lose another game. Um, you want them to be knocked down a peg. Now here's, here's one. You want Alabama over LSU. And I'm going to tell you why, Dave, if you're Tennessee and you're to have any shot at the playoff, you have to win a rematch with Alabama in the SEC title. That's your only path forward. Because okay. if LSU beats Alabama and you go beat LSU in the SEC title, well, you'll have two losses. Alabama will have two losses. Alabama will have beaten you, and the committee will put, give it to Alabama. You have to beat Alabama in the SEC title. You have to beat, win a rematch with them. That's your only path. Okay, I can I can roll with that. Uh, and who else? Close this out quickly, if you don't mind. All right, a few that that you don't have to worry about and won't happen. But Virginia Tech over Louisville. <laughs> We're going to talk about it anyway. Yes, Virginia Tech over Louisville, Maryland over Penn State, not happening. And wait, the best y'all got a root for Shiano this weekend. Rutgers over Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Um, well, not I, happening. I don't I don't think that's going to happen, uh, but Greg Schiano, um, boy, is he not the most predictably? I mean, can you imagine if he were Tennessee's head coach right now? I mean, 
it, Tennessee would be in great shape. They would have Greg Schiano. Jimmy Haslam would still be running the program, and he is just a brilliant, brilliant man when it comes to running things. I mean, so this is sarcasm. Sometimes it's hard to tell when um, Caleb doesn't do the hoity toity voice. <laughs> but when he does I'm that, just saying, are you not inspired by people like Jimmy Haslam and Greg Schiano, Dave? Isn't that just a match made in heaven? Uh, yeah. I mean, there's like, there's Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, and then there's Jimmy Haslam, Greg Schiano. Like that, I mean, do greatest duos in hit sports history. <laughs> David says, if OJ can get away with murder, why can't we see Nico? <laughs> Makes perfect sense. It's completely I mean, illogical. Uh, as far as player uh, teams you just love rooting against, aside from just helping Tennessee, I enjoy watching Clemson lose uh, Ohio State as well. Um, so there you go. Right. I mean, I, I get your point with Notre Dame. That's how Miami felt. That's how Jimmy Johnson felt in 85, which was why they ran up the score and did the fake punt. And if you remember, there was all the headlines the next day were like, Miami was classless in what they did to Notre Dame as if Notre Dame hadn't been running up the score on everybody for 50 years before then. But you know, if you blow out Notre Dame, Oh, how dare you Notre Dame. But yeah, I oh, he did it. There was a I little bit it. of the voice. All right, so uh, hang tight with us because uh, Caleb has the Mayo Mocha coming up. He's going to drink mayonnaise in his coffee because he lost some bet that, honestly, uh, I lost uh, track of. So uh, here we go. Back in two minutes. And this cheating scandal, how I do believe now that it affected uh, Tennessee and that South Carolina game. And I'm going to tell you why. Stay tuned. He's Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Hooker. Two minutes off the hook sports sun, sand, and salt water, the beach is a very relaxing place. Unless you wear contacts. Ow! Open your eyes to the best the beach has to offer with LASIK Vision Correction from Campbell Cunningham Laser Center. Ah. Sports Treasures in North Knoxville is one of the South's largest sports cards and memorabilia dealers featuring over 10 million sports cards from vintage to modern. Sports Treasures carries a full line of hobby boxes, singles, autographed memorabilia, Tennessee ball collectibles, fan cave decorations, and so much more. See a museum full of collectibles at Sports Treasures, 4819 North Broadway in Fountain City, and Sports Treasures on Facebook. Sports Treasures, where the real sports fan goes to shop. Have you seen the latest TriStar Hats Co. product? TriStar Hats Co., what's that? You know, those really cool hats, shirts, tumblers, and even license plates with three stars like the official Tennessee flag and stripes like the American flag. Pretty patriotic if you ask me. Ah, gotcha. Seen those. Those are cool. Where can I get them? Simple. TriStarHatsCo.com. And if you order now, there's 10% on any order $50 or more. Plus, use the promo code HOOKED. With the promo code HOOKED, you get 10% off. That's HOOKED. And don't forget free shipping with any order over 50 bucks. Stock up at TriStarHatsCo.com. That's TriStarHatsCo.com. There are plenty of wannabes out there, so make sure you go to TriStarHatsCo.com for the best quality and customer service. Will do, and I'll be sure to use the promo code HOOKED. That's HOOKED when I do to save an additional 10% off. TriStarHatsCo.com. TriStar Hats Co. is a trademark of TriStar Hats Co. LLC. Any use without express written consent is prohibited. What's up, everybody? This is Jacob Warren asking you to like, subscribe, and share. Dave needs this. You're listening to The Dave Hooker Show.
a presentation of offthehooksports.com. The internet is full of pictures of each and every one of you. Available on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the Off the Hook Sports app. Download now for free. Is there nothing you people can't do? Also available on offthehooksports.com. It may have been that Jacob Warren rejoin where right off the top, we've got Vols time saying Tennessee should use tight ends more in the passing game. I agree. I didn't know how that was going to work in the middle of the season. In the beginning of the season, I thought that Joe Milton maybe throws the ball uh, perfectly on those dig routes and underneath things. I was wrong. Caleb's smiling. He's getting ready to say something funny, and I'm excited about it, but I'm going to finish my point. So I thought that he would be very good with the tight ends. In retrospect, he threw a very heavy ball that I thought was tough to catch, and I was like, eh, what does that mean for the tight ends and underneath routes that ain't great? And then since I've seen Jacob Warren be Jacob Warren, who's a very solid tight end, I've seen McAllen Castles step up and be a very good player. So, yeah, Tennessee's tight ends need to be a big Big part of the uh, passing game. I don't, I don't think there's any question. All right, Caleb, what are you going to say funny? Because you're just busting at the seams. I was just going to say, do Dave, do hookers prefer sex or tight ends? Both. <laughs> well, I don't know. They, I think they prefer the cash, ultimately. <laughs> it probably speaks to me as well at this age. <laughs> at this age, too. The latest on the Michigan scandal, and again, I, I talked to you about these these coaches talk, and they do. And I'm curious if Tennessee got caught in this type of scandal, and it led to uh, Michigan's success last year, which was making the college football playoff, and. I don't think it's going to lead to any success this season because surely everybody knows to change their um, their signs when they come in from the sideline when you're playing Michigan. Let me ask you, frankly, on the message board and Caleb Calhoun, if you were guaranteed to make the college football playoff, a four-team playoff, which is is tough to make, and it's going to be 12 next year, would you be okay with Josh Heupel allowing something like this to happen as long as he was well insulated. Okay. So this guy that's done the cheating may have done it just all on his own. I think that, I mean, Jim Harbaugh had to have some idea. I don't think that they're sitting around at a coach's meeting and, and he's sitting there like throwing stuff out. Like, well, if they do this, they're going to do this. And I'm like, how the, how did you know that? I mean, how did you at some point, Please give me some insight as how do you know that? How did you know that? But it, as long as he's insulated, I mean, David Reeves was the, the, he was well insulated from Lane Kiffin and he was the guy who sent the hostesses to North Carolina. And I don't remember their names, but they were both four-star guys and they ended up getting both of them. Uh, Brandon Miller was one, I believe. Uh, and one stayed and one because he didn't spend the night in a dorm room, which at the time tied you to that university. Lane Kiffin left and he bolted. I can't remember his name for the life of me. But it got you two four-star prospects out of North Carolina. So as long as you're protecting your rear, are you okay with a little bit of cheating? Would you be upset if Josh Heupel, one one of the, the, the people in his staff, did this and dressed up 
like I keep thinking because like didn't he wear glasses? Wasn't he on the sideline at one point for Central Michigan? I mean, this is pretty deep. But would you be okay with that? Keeping in mind that you had an NCAA investigation just wrap up as a backdrop. If not for that, I'd be like, go for it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a it's a David Reeves type of career. So just chuck him. He, Lane didn't take him to Southern California. So, but it helped Tennessee. If you don't get, if you don't get called, I'd be for it. But this is, a, I don't get, I don't care if you get called for secondary violations because those are never real punishments. But this seems like it could be a major one. And then I would have a problem if you got caught. Because again, I don't have much of a problem with cheating in general if you don't get caught in a lot of ways. I felt, let me ask you this, Dave. Uh, Auburn fans in 2010. You think Auburn can fans care that they got away with paying Cam Newton a couple hundred thousand dollars to go in a national championship? Or do you think they're like, we got enough? No. <laughs> no. And it was Corey Miller, by the way. Do you think Southern California looks back and they're like, oh, that Reggie Bush thing, that well, was they do so with that embarrassing. They do because they had to forfeit that one. That one, is, oh, they got caught. come on. They, no, but see, the still... Auburn one is the, is the one I'm talking about because Auburn didn't get caught. We all know they did it. Don't give me, <laughs> but, but don't give me that forfeit championships and forfeit games. They won that championship. I mean, I, yeah, I was putting, you... I was putting together um, a story in which uh, Jeremy Pruitt had a forfeit a game, and I still counted it as as a win in my column. I mean, at the end of the day, we saw the two teams play. I, I don't, I don't believe in any of that stuff, and it. Um, I mean, it, I it is kind of stupid. I will say, you know, I didn't think this was a big deal two weeks ago when it came out. I might be changing my tune a little bit because, I, or you tell me, Dave, is this sour grapes or does this change your mind at all? Uh, the Athletic did a report. The vast majority of coaches said the scandal is severe to somewhat severe. Like it was like they did anonymous a poll of 50 coaches and the vast majority said it's severe to somewhat severe or severe to very severe, excuse me, severe to very severe. All the big 10 schools rival ADs are, are waiting or they're asking the big 10 office why they're not doing anything to punish Michigan. My question is, is this sour grapes that they didn't think of it? Or do you think that's evidence that maybe this is real serious that, um, or do you think it's something that they don't, wouldn't have thought it was a big deal, but because an opposing school did it, they're going to think it's a big deal now. I think it's serious. Congratulations. Uh, your home search just got easier. Buying a home in Chattanooga has never been easier with Chattanooga Mortgage. Go to chat with 2 tmortgagecom chat with 2 tsmortgagecom Bruce, uh, my friends, will take care of you there. I think it's serious. And it shouldn't be, but it is. The rule is in place because UConn, for instance, if it were UConn in Tennessee, UConn cannot afford to send coaches to all of these different games to scout opponents. And that's the theory behind it. Tennessee, on the other hand, could. So the, it's to level the playing field is, is what it is. Just like recruiting rules, how many times you can take official visits, how many times you can host guys. UConn doesn't have the recruiting uh, budget that Tennessee does. So that's why it's there. I mean, that's why the rule is there. Um, that's why when you get mega conference, stupid stuff like this goes away. Okay. Because at mega conference, everybody can afford it. And I don't give a darn if you go in there and you buy a whole section and there's like a, and, and Tennessee's got an off week <clears throat> and Florida's playing Georgia 
and Tennessee has a whole section. Section V15, whatever you want to call it. Or if it's next year, V section V24, they're in Samford Stadium, and they bought up the whole section, and they're scouting out both teams. But I, I know that they play in Jacksonville. But anyway, you know what I mean. No, yeah. I, so here's where I'm kind of also coming around where maybe it's a little more serious where it's it, you're right. I never thought about it with they can't with other schools can't afford it. So based on that, like Ohio state to pretend they're a victim of this is stupid because they could have afforded to do the same thing. It's not like it, it's it. But what I will say is that another layer of this that you think about, I always worry about, I always think about, you know, I said two weeks ago, switch your signs up, you know, do that. I never thought about this, but i read a comment on Twitter and Dave, you tell me if this is true more than high school or the NFL, both of which this stuff is allowed anyway. College football, it's extremely hard for coaches to install things where they could like switch up their signs as adjustments mid-game because they are limited with practice time. They're limited with preparation because they're having to recruit so much to the point to where are college coaches more limited in X's and O's in-game preparation than any other than any other level of football because of the time they have to spend recruiting and meeting with donors and things like that? Uh probably. That's why you have 1,500 analysts if you're Alabama. Yeah. Um, so, Which yeah, that, I mean, so that's probably when we, me and you would say, switch your signs up. Well, you still actually have to kind of work on that in practice. Don't you before the game, like to say, if you're going to say, we're going to switch all our signs up, you can't just go in halftime and say new signs for everything for a hundred and however many players on the team. No, I mean, that's, that's very true. Now that the, the other thing that, you know, this guy was actually at one point, um, dressed in opposing teams gear. Now, we are excited at Off the Hook Sports to actually have a picture of this person dressed in opposing team's gear so that he could scout the opponent. So I sent that to you, Caleb. If we could go ahead and pull that up, that would be great. This is oh, this is I, big. Yeah, I know who this is, but I I it, this is big time breaking news. So go ahead and can you pull that up so we can share that on the screen? We have actually a picture of uh, 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 trying to be in disguise. And uh, so this is breaking news. We're excited about Sorry, this. Sorry, my Travis computer's says, acting really, really, really bad. Like, that's all right. Travis right says, I'm 100% with uh, trying to key on play calls, but this is ridiculous. It is a little bit ridiculous. We do have a picture here that I want to pull up um, of this actually happening, which is bizarre. Oh, no, that's Bobby Valentine. And also, what the age? That's Bobby Valentine I, dressed up like a a fireman. And, and he wasn't or, scouting, or, by the way. I think he got kicked out. He did from get the kicked game. out of his own game, and then he just showed up. He's like, uh, "Hey, I'm back, um, but I've got glasses and a fake mustache on, so you'll never know who I am." Was this before or after they gave Bobby Benoya that contract that Bobby Benoya is still collecting a million dollars from the Mets every July first? I think it was the same weekend. <laughs> Same weekend. <laughs> I don't know that, but I believe that it may have been uh, the same weekend. Uh, that's I, some brilliance by Bobby Benilla, man. That's a that's the finesse of finesses. How in the world, though, do you not get expected? I mean, here's the other thing. So I was joking around a little bit. Tennessee, do this, go for it. But they do have the backdrop of the NCAA investigation that just happened, and this is stupid. I mean, this is yeah. absolutely stupid. I mean, how are you not going to eventually get get caught? Travis, who needs to say Bobby Bonilla again? Did somebody say it wrong? 
<laughs> say Benilla? Bobby Benilla? Did I say Benilla instead of Benilla? Whatever. <laughs> Bonilla. Bonilla. Whatever. Yeah, I don't care. I... Male Ava. Uh, male Ava. Tua Tunga Viola. We we help you pronounce each and every day, weekdays at 10. And be sure to hit that like and subscribe button if you haven't done at this point. It's been a fun Friday show. We're going to roll with, by the way, Fred, a little bit under the weather today. Uh, speaking from a man who could do more than roll out of the bed and do the show because I had uh, COVID a couple weeks ago. Um, I certainly feel for him. So get better soon fred we want to see that but yeah this this scandal is getting bigger and bigger and it's not going to go away anytime soon um and i don't believe jim harbaugh has insulated himself well enough because i don't think he cares caleb i don't believe that he truly cares if he gets in trouble or not because he wants to go uh to the nfl all right November success has been something that has been a Tennessee tradition, like the abused walking horse, the checkerboard end zones, the power T running through the power T. November success has been something that has been monstrous for Tennessee. And I think it will continue uh, to be the case given who the Vols play. So they'll play UConn, then they'll play Missouri, and then they'll play Vanderbilt. But there's that Georgia game, which is going to be really tough to get around. So I don't know that November success continues. But if you look back over the years, I'm curious your thoughts on November success. Because we can call it success because you beat Kentucky and Vanderbilt back in the day. But those are horrible teams. And Tennessee, it seemed like it was a 50-50 of showing up and not being fantastic in those games and really struggling in those games. So uh, tell me, November success, is that a Tennessee tradition or is that just happenstance with Vanderbilt and Kentucky being awful? It's happenstance. It is absolutely I, – I would actually argue that given the fact that they played Vanderbilt, Kentucky, if you look at Tennessee's historical November record, I think they've underachieved in November, honestly. I mean, it's – it. so from – so there was a period in the 90s. I think you can go back to, I would say, there was a period from like 1991. I think it started in 1991, um, and it went all the way to 1998. Eight Tennessee lost one game in November, but that one game was to Memphis, which they never should have lost in 96. And so I look back and I say, wow, you usually play your, let's, let's be honest, Dave. You usually historically played your, you didn't just play Vanderbilt and Kentucky in November. You played your homecoming game. In November. Okay. Here's, so here's you have an, games. True. Here's another factor going back into the day. And let's just forget about, bullet head, bad haircut, and fancy haircut, okay? Let's take those out fancy of the pants. equation. Yeah, fancy yeah, pants. pants. Um, <laughs> and also, uh, and then the nothing, coach before him uh, liked to remove his pants for – okay, never mind, sorry. Okay. Nothing questions <laughs> a man's toughness like saying, hey, fancy pants. Um, but uh, let's remember this. Tennessee was deeper. 
Okay. So other teams like Vanderbilt and Kentucky would suffer an injury and it would have a major impact on their program because there was a drop off to the second team guy. How close is Tennessee to that? Or are they? Because their second team, there were a lot of years that they could have not won an SEC championship, but they could have certainly gone six and six or six and five or five and six, been respectable. Um, How close is Tennessee to that before we get into recruiting visitors for the weekend? How close is Tennessee to where they can lose players and still dominate Vanderbilt and Kentucky? Yeah, because, I mean, they've lost I think they're already there with Vanderbilt. Okay, they've lost Kamal Haddon. They've lost Keenan Peely, who I think would have made Tennessee considerably better uh, in the front seven, even though they're pretty good. So... I mean, they're already at the point where these injuries can help them beat the lesser teams in the SEC. They're not at the point where they can withstand injuries. Not help, injuries face. not help them. Okay, re- restate that. I think you misspoke. They're already at the point where they can withstand injuries when facing lesser SEC competition. For the most part. For the most part. Now, Florida, they're not fully there. Because, again, Cooper Mays, Florida, That I guess I, as I say that out loud, that's not true, but... They, you're right. They lost Kamal Haddon and Keenan Peely and still beat Kentucky last week on the road. So I think they're already there. Where they're not is that, you know, I, I do question if they can withstand the loss to Kamal Haddon when they're playing Georgia in two weeks. And mm. that's kind of the big question right now. Now, last year, Tennessee lost Cedric Tillman and went off to a, what, 7-0, and 8-0 start. But that's because nobody knew how good Jalen Hyatt was. Do you mean to go ahead and tell you what's going to happen against Georgia? I mean, I'm, I'll go ahead and tell you. It's the exact same game plan that they ran against Kentucky. So you're going to be frustrated, Tennessee fans, by Carson Beck completing a high percentage and gobbling up a bunch of yards, but they're not going to let the running game beat them. And what they did against Kentucky is frustrating, and I could sense it in Tim Banks's press conference, Tennessee's defensive coordinator this week. He didn't like that style at all. He doesn't like running – a bunch of zone, but here's the difference. I don't want to go too deep football uh, IQ here because I know people can get bored and glassy-eyed. But when you're playing zone, you're facing the line of scrimmage. So you're able to be a part of run support, even if that's not what you're directed to do in that particular play because you're like, they're running the ball, I'm going, as long as you're disciplined. When you're playing man, your back's flipped. So I don't. I think Kentucky was clearly – about getting ready to play Georgia because they're going to want to stop the run. And if Carson Beck can go out and beat them, then they're the better team and still the better program at this point. But that's what you're going to see. You didn't even see many zone blitzes. You just saw straight-up zone, Caleb, which is I, – I mean, I watched Tim Banks' press conference twice, and it was almost like – okay – it was almost like you go and you get a really good um, – you get good results and uh, good test results from your colonoscopy. You didn't enjoy the colonoscopy, but you won because th- they didn't find any polyps or cancer. Yes. You're too young to know what a colonoscopy <laughs> no, is. No, I, I, I know what it is, but okay. yeah, I get what you're saying. Thoughts on colonoscopy comparisons – on the message board is that app. That's what Tim Banks went through against Kentucky, and it may pay off against Georgia. So, congratulations basically, well, basically on the this, test results, by the way, Tim Banks. <laughs> this whole 
this is basically what Monty Kiffin's whole Tampa two defense was about, right? A lot, yeah. That was the whole. That was the whole point of the defense was play salt, play zone, and trust your defensive line to get the pressure on its own. You don't need your linebackers to do it, and that's why he was able to cheat Eric Berry up at linebacker. He wanted him playing more, more of that level. So okay, so taking all, kind of stepping it back a little bit. Where are you with this, Dave? Do you think that remember Johnny Majors used to say, I always told my players they remember what you do in November? You think Johnny Majors was just full of BS and it would had everything to do with who Tennessee was playing? You think he was actually serious, like, oh no, we step our game up in November? Um, I thought they stepped their game up. No, they, I think, t- they, I think they Tennessee always under- struggled with Vanderbilt. No, no, no. I think Tennessee under Fulmer, I think they stepped their game up largely depending on what Florida did. And uh, Travis asking. Um, did Dave say enjoys a good colonoscopy? Well, no, but uh, it's better than a bad one. (laughs) (laughs) So what I'm saying, I mean, I'm 50 next year. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie to you. That's been scheduled for December. Well, Dave, you're back to real points because colon, I just get, I'm sorry. I get, I get like, I know I'm going to have to do it, but just the thought, never mind. You're supposed to do it at 45, but you're supposed to do it at 45 nowadays. Um, instead of 50, by the way, they changed that. And, um, but, uh, Caleb, if you want to get ahead of the game and, you know, just experience something new, you can go ahead and do yours now in your mid thirties. Oh, oh my gosh. Um, okay. So how do I, how do I go back from that? It reminds me of that scene from Fletch. Who remembers this? Uh, moon river. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Do you remember that? No, I have never seen Fletch. I'm okay. Um, all I'm trying to say is that, <laughs> um, Dave, Dave's so thrown off. Uh, you are wrong on the whole that it depended on what Florida did. I distinctly remember when Florida, when Tennessee realized they could win the East Peyton Manning's last year, they played horrible in November. They barely beat Vanderbilt again that year. And they barely beat South Carolina. Peyton Manning lost the Heisman because of how bad he played in November that year yep. and well also- another thing to remember is that philip fulmer and this was a smart move this is not a criticism he didn't do nearly as much coaching vanderbilt kentucky week he was recruiting he was recruiting and there were times where he would leave the practice field go make phone calls to recruits i mean which was smart i mean because yeah. as long as you eat by and beat them you don't want to eat by don't get me wrong um but but they did a lot of times with Vanderbilt. They never really did with Kentucky. I feel like they always blew out Kentucky, but that's because Kentucky, and you know this with Hal Money, Hal Mummy, um, they didn't care about defense. So Fulmer knew that they were going to put it like 45 to 50 points against Kentucky. And that air raid offense, the a Tennessee defense was going to shut that down no matter what. So yeah. um uh, everybody agree. Does everyone agree that Caleb has to see Fletch and the proctology scene? I mean, Can that, I get you, my Manny's coffee out of the way? You've been like making me build up for this all week, and like, can I just be done with it? Because I've been dreading it for too long. No, we're gonna drag this out because uh, 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 Caleb has to drink Manny's. Hit the like and subscribe button if you want to see Caleb drink Manny's. And uh, he he had some bet that Peyton Manning says like, that is total bullshit. <sighs> That's right. That's right. So Caleb's going to be drinking some uh, mayonnaise a little bit later. Hey, I had somebody call me and they said, uh, tell me about that city heating and air conditioning in Knoxville. And I said, well, I'll do so. 
um, because they got this knocking noise in their HVAC unit. I said, here's what they'll do. They'll come out, they will look at your unit and they'll say that you need this. You don't necessarily need a new unit. Now you may, but you know the installation and the customer service is going to be top notch. But there are a lot of uh, fly-by-night HVAC people that'll just say you need a new unit no matter what. You don't necessarily need a new unit no matter what. So you can save thousands of dollars. Go to cityheatandair.com to learn more. They bring you the Vol Report with Cooper Mays that we always love visiting with him. Um, so there you go. The, the Mayo Coffee, the Mayo Mocha uh, coming up. Homework tonight for... Uh, Caleb Calhoun is to watch uh, Fletch. And uh, by the way, here's just a, I, I like to think of myself as a decent marketing guy. Uh, Travis says, you know, you've got a bad proctologist when he says, uh, when he walks by the nurse and she says, who is that guy? <laughs> no. So you just you got a random. Uh, uh, proc uh, but I, you know, here's a marketing idea. How about making uh more uh proctologist female oh my gosh <laughs> it's oh my true. gosh i would be more wouldn't everybody be more comfortable wouldn't every man be more comfortable I mean, it's yes, uncomfortable see, to get this is like okay but women are not comfortable with male gynecologists a lot of times i understand i understand but i'm just saying that it's out there and I'm just throwing it well, out. Well, I mean, we find out that this hooker does love the Titans. He likes the Titans. He likes oh the Oh my the good grief. Uh you're not going to believe who's going to be in town um for uh, Tennessee's uh game against UConn. It's not as big as this big Georgia weekend that's uh coming up. It's going to be pretty significant, but we're going to go over recruiting visitors and it's brought to you in part by uh, the Hemp House, the premier hemp dispensary online with a wide variety, great selection, and strict standards to ensure you only receive the best in CBD or Delta products. Go to Hemp House Chat with two T's, Hemp House Chat with two T's.com. Use the promo code HOOKED. That's the promo code HOOKED. And you will get 10% off of your order. And they are absolutely awesome. So we appreciate them. And, um, Oh my gosh. Oh, that's right. We're talking we're talking men's health and um Travis is paging Dr. Phoenix. Dr. Uh Penix. Oh Penix. It's that's the Michael quarterback at Washington. Penix, but you Penix. know it's uh Penix. Okay. <laughs> it's getting weird on the uh, on on the message board. I'm not even going to I love it that you guys are doing it but I'm not going to in any way facilitate it or share some of these comments on the screen. But I'll tell you what, how about two minutes? And I'll tell you who's going to be in town for the Vols as they're recruiting. They always are. He's Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Hooker. Got cataracts. We can fix that. Never miss another moment. With a little help from Drs. Campbell, Cunningham, Taylor, and Hahn at cctis.com.
Hi, I'm Rick Terry, and we at Rick Terry Jewelry Designs pride ourselves in the highest quality craftsmanship from a family-owned business here in Knoxville for over 35 years. At Rick Terry Jewelry Designs, we also take pride in being an affordable option for all your game day accessories, especially those fire opals. At Rick Terry Jewelry Designs, we want to be your jeweler every day and especially on game day. Go Vols! Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. Air These mountains hold and defend a spirit far better than moonshine. A drink that holds flavor that becomes necessity. A hard cider made and relished by folk who are as hearty as they are legend. A refreshment that can only be found in one place. With a taste that makes you say, give me three bottles of the good stuff. Tennessee Cider Company, where necessity can be found. You're listening to The Dave Hooker Show, a presentation of OffTheHookSports.com. The internet is full of pictures of each and every one of you. Available on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the Off The Hook Sports app. Download now for free. He said nothing you people can't do. Also available on OffTheHookSports.com. Welcome back. Cruton is the talk. If you have any recruiting questions, uh, go ahead and uh, throw them out there, and I would be uh, absolutely very happy uh, to field some recruiting questions. Caleb Giroux takes care of most of that for us on Off the Hook Sports, but I, um, I keep my finger on the pulse. I know a couple of old phone numbers over there uh, at the football program. Uh, somebody say my nephew is there. That would be um, uh, basically impossible because... I um, am an only child. I don't have, and my wife's an only child. I don't have any nieces or nephews, never will. How sad is that? Um, Travis saying, when are you going to do another book signing? It's looking like, um, it's looking like the day before the Georgia game. And it, it is, you're still making me laugh on all the Fletch stuff. It is, um, it's looking like the day before the Georgia game at the Alumni Hall in Turkey Creek, and we hope to be joined uh, by a very special uh, former Vol that um, I don't want to, I don't want to share yet because I, I want to visit with him and make sure the time works for him, but let's just say it rhymes with really Catliff. So I think we're working I know who on that guy is. Yeah. So if you want to go and order the book, you can do so. It's right down below and um, you can order some Fred White copies. You can order the paperback or you can order the hardback. So you've got options uh, whether or not you just want to read for to, to have around and you want to read about the good stories or if you want to keep sake, you might want a Fred White autographed option. And uh, we're continuing the Give Them Six campaign that will give six dollars for every book to the Peyton Walker Foundation, which provides the AEDs. Uh, Brew McCoy, this was one of his, um, uh, this was his charity of choice. So he's out for the season. So that was just going to do for like a week. Um, 
but we're going to continue it on for another week. So, uh, and, and give me an idea, you know, if it, I mean, I'm not just trying to push a book down your throat, but um, it is to the point where I will have to order some for the holidays. So if you're thinking about um, holiday presents, um, you're always welcome to email me if you if you want three or four or five of them because you, you like them. Maybe you've read them. Uh, I can certainly work with you on the price on that um, and it'd save you some shipping as well. So uh, I'll always put my email here. I'm about as transparent as they come. So David off the hook sports, if you're thinking about them for Christmas, it would be a good time for me because we're in November and I've got to order these things. And last time it took a lot longer than we thought to get them. So uh, I want to get to recruiting visitors as I think Georgia is going to be the big weekend, but I do not want to overlook uh, this weekend because it is very significant. Uh, this uh, report on recruiting brought to you by our friends today at Herald Group Security Solutions, leadership experience specialization, addressing problems through unique mission-specific mitigation techniques, making your children one uh, safer one school at a time. We're in private schools right now. But we want to be in public schools, also workplaces. Do me a favor. Just go to the school administrator or whoever handles your workplace security because there's a chance he just got some security guard off the street. These guys are highly trained and say, reach out to Herald Group Security Solutions, heraldgrp.com. It's right down below. We start with a running back as Tennessee is on the verge of becoming running back you with the group they have. Justin Baker. What can you tell me about uh, Justin Baker, the Vols' most recent commitment? He'll be in town. He's a three-star prospect. But he's also out of Buford, Georgia at high school. So I've said this before. To take a three-star from Georgia is way different than taking a three-star from Wyoming because you have seen how he's competed and it could potentially give you a connection into that state. Now, used to be you wouldn't say, no, I would never waste a four- or five-year scholarship for just a potential pipeline connection. But nowadays with the transfer portal, if Justin can't play just like any other guy at any other school, they're going to run him. <laughs> I mean, it's no big deal like it used to be. But let's say he's every bit as good as Jalen Wright. What do you think about Justin Baker, the touchdown maker? Good call, Travis. Um, no, I think I think Baker could be – again, his ratings could rise because he's actually a commitment for 2025. And so he could rise. It keeps your pipeline into Georgia – it is more about the pipeline. I'm actually going to break with you, Dave, because I think sometimes nowadays, I think a three-star in Wyoming is better than a three-star out of Georgia. And the reason I say that is because, David, hear me out. Let, listen, recruiting rankings take into account now, which they didn't 10 years ago. They take into account just the level of talent coming from a state and they use that against you. Cedric Tillman was a two-star because he came out of Nevada. If he came out of Georgia, he would have easily been a four-star. No questions asked. He was a two-star because he came out of Vegas. And okay. so I think, I think if you're a three star out of the reason they take, they take a couple of stars off because they don't know how good you are against lesser against better competition, which you do know how good someone with Georgia is against good competition. I mean, there's so I feel like Georgia is a state where you miss on way fewer recruits than a Wyoming, if that makes sense. That's crazy. What do you think about that? I mean, okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Smoky Mountain Red set me up for it. I think he's right. 
I want Peyton. I, I thought think, I thought she I, could give me I, a Pey- I, I thought she could give me Peyton Manning on that. Yeah, this is supposed to be a mayo coffee. It's not supposed to be a mayo and tequila coffee. What the? I mean, good. Look, gravy. The, boy, it's funny you say that. <laughs> I wanted the Peyton Manning one because remember this, Dave. Remember when Peyton Manning? You know this with recruiting with Peyton. Well, you didn't cover recruiting with Peyton, but. There were questions about Peyton because of his level of competition playing at Newman, right? Because it was a private school and they only played at the private schools during that time. Well, and you know what Peyton said about that. They're like, that is total bullshit. <laughs> I mean, he came out of Louisiana, but he didn't actually play the public schools in Louisiana where the talent is. Who's still continually excited about that drop? Because I called Caleb like at 10 o'clock at night one night and you're, I was like, you're not going to believe what I found. Um, and he's like, what did he do? What is that? But now they're like, that is total bullshit. We could hear that like for uh, five years and it would never get old. Mead drinker says Gerald Riggs was a five-star in the Chattanooga area. If he had stayed in Georgia, he would have been a three-star. I don't remember him being a five. I thought he was a four, but that I was see also point. 20. That was also 21 years ago, not 10. <laughs> Chris, so, okay. Y'all, y'all gotta learn to count. All right. Chris Donald was also a five-star. Remember that one, Dave? Well, I tell you what, I thought Chris Donald was going to be good, and I was wrong. All right, to this to this upcoming weekend, Dwayne Morris, a 2025 athlete, in-state prospect from Chattanooga, who the message board just dumped all over. Um, there's some good prospects out of Chattanooga. Boo! Chattanooga be has better players than Nashville. Okay, let's keep going. I think there's some. Tr- th- there's a lot of truth to that. Um, probably not in terms of numbers, but. At the top Chicago, end, it's it's like yeah, yeah, the top the top five, that that might be a column for Caleb Giroux. All right, so uh, Dwayne Morris, uh, he is uh, number twelve prospect from Tennessee and attends Oakland High School. He holds offers from Colorado, Kentucky, and Texas A and M. Notably, that's how you when I was on a flight to see my son in Massachusetts. That um, there was a kid decked out in Colorado gear, and he had. Uh, he had uh, just visited Colorado, and he was on the same flight with me from back from Atlanta. And uh, I said, I should probably go up there and interview him. And my wife, who is exhausted from our trip to UMass, says, if you do a recruiting interview on the tarmac, then I am absolutely leaving you. And she meant it. And I could see it in her eyes. 2025 edge rusher Tyrone Burris. So I'm not even sure if it was Boo, but it might have been the Dylan cat that we just talked about. Okay, so... Uh, Burris, a three-star. We're talking about a lot of three-stars, and this kid's in the, out of Indiana. So why don't you go ahead and use your previous logic to tell me how he's the king of Indiana? I mean, he is the king of Indiana. And also, three stars <laughs> three stars for 2025, they upped the recruiting a year later. So you missed one, by the way, Dave. You missed a four-star for 2025, Dylan Alfred, who comes out of Alabama. Saraland, Alabama, for those who don't know, Vilas Jones Jr. came out of Saraland, Alabama. So miss Alfred there's <laughs> uh, yeah. So Dylan Alfred the, the is Batman a, voice. You like that? I got it. Alfred. Um, I need you. <laughs> we could do a whole bit. What would, what would Batman say? How good of a football player would Batman be is the question. Batman would say, seems like a lot of three stars. Uh, 2025 linebacker, Justin Rowe out of Asheville, North Carolina, another football uh, hotbed, nothing like <laughs> Asheville, craft beer, um, hippies, and maybe occasionally the, a football game breaks out. And also and also the hometown of one of the greatest legendary coaches of all time in Buzz Peterson. 2025 offensive <laughs> lineman Cortez Smith. 
There's a four, four star. star. And by the way, if you're a four star this early out, that's a really good sign because they re, re, re they reset their rankings um, before the signing day after signing day of next year. Um, coming out of Parkview in Georgia, uh, Tennessee's going to need some help on the interior line. And Dave, you you have talked a lot about the help needed on the line, so this is a good one. Uh, agree. A recruiting update brought to you in part by our uh, friend Don Self, State Farm agent. Customer service still matters. State Farm agent Don Self and his team take customer service seriously for well over 40 years. They have built their business and reputation on taking care of their customers, College, Dale, and Ottawa, as well as the greater Chattanooga area. Don and his team pride themselves on making sure you and your family won't have any surprises. I know everybody's trying to Save a little money and cut rates, but, uh, man, customer service still matters. So whether your need is for insurance for your home or family or your small business, give Don and his team a call. Within just a few minutes, you will find out what makes Don Self State Farm different from others. So the link is right below. And also, uh, just Google Don Self. And I had a great visit with him. You'll be very glad you did if you're anywhere in the Chattanooga area. So the rest of the guys that are coming in, uh, in, in Batman voice, Caleb Beasley. These are commitments expected to be in town. Peyton Lewis, Carson, never gentle. And Edwin Spillman will take in the Yukon game. Where is Boo Radley? I'm sorry. Uh, what was his name again? Where is he? Boo Carter. Weekend? Yeah. Boo Carter. Uh, I don't know if he's taking a visit this weekend. Um, I could be Check wrong. Check on though. that. Why, why do um, I feel like he's never going to end up in Tennessee for some reason? I don't know. Um, do you feel? Do you kind of feel that same way? Yeah. Uh, Who's more likely I, I, to end up at Tennessee, Boo Carter or Boo Radley? <laughs> who gets the okay. Boo Radley reference? I, 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 I hope anybody who graduated high school or middle school gets the Boo Radley reference. But um, yeah. Yes. Uh, Did anybody, by the way, see on the Twitter the other day where somebody? Um, uh, argued with our video and admitted that they didn't watch it, that they just reached, uh, read the headline. And uh, then I said, well, I guess you wouldn't be interested in my books, but I will tell you it has pictures in it, if that helps. <laughs> and, he, and he asked if they were color pictures. I think I lost a cell right there. All right. So I think before we do our last segment, I should go. Okay, ahead wait, where's Boo Radley Carter going? I, we, I, we, he's, there's, he's not going anywhere this weekend. I can't find him on a visit. Are you sure? Yeah. Also okay. it's, um, yeah. So, but I think we should pour the mayonnaise in the coffee. Before I mean, we're getting, we do we're, our getting, last we're, we're getting, no, we should do it before we do our last segment because then I can drink it while we're talking about the segment. I'm not going to chug coffee. Be, it's going to be disgusting. Yeah. It's going to be disgusting. Uh, ready? Yeah, I don't. I don't know where Boo Carter's going. Um, but uh, there we go. Boo has been to multiple high schools. That's a good point. Me drinker. Um, he has. I just that used to be a major red flag in recruiting. Now it's not as big of a red flag. It's more like a yellow card compared to a red card in soccer. And yeah, I'm gonna call it soccer. I'm not calling it yellow football. card. Was an amazing rock band. Yeah, Sorry. I don't give it. I don't care how much you pay me. I'm not calling it football. We got football here, soccer. Um, so uh, I think it's a yellow card now where you're a little concerned if a guy's been to multiple high schools. <clears throat> and But I don't think it's a red card. It used to be, I was back in the day, I was like, don't even take that dude. It's like the old school, it's running into the kicker. It's not roughing the kicker. What? 
it's running into the kicker, but not oh, okay. The kicker. <laughs> okay. Um, what happens when Boo Radley and Boo Carter in the same room? You got yourself a boo boo. <laughs> <laughs> that was All from right, Travis. That was from Travis. Don't encourage me. That is terrible of of you to do. So, all right. So we have that. We have the coffee. Um, we know now that uh, he uh, he won. Um, Caleb Calhoun made some crazy Pac-12 bet that he lost, and I told and then, him. He was, and then Will Levis, who put, who started the Manny's and coffee, threw four touchdowns the next day. Who I did not believe in. Okay. So I told him that he was crazy for um, making that pick, and I'm I'm not a good gambler. Um, so I, 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 you know, for me to beat Caleb in any gambling situation is is a big win. That would be like uh, Caleb beating me in a bench press contest. I don't know what you really bench. Might be <laughs> I more can than bench for anything. So, and by the way, I'm at, about, millenni- I'm at about two sixty five right now. And this is the millennial in me. Yes, I do French press coffee. I don't do that like coffee maker, like, you know, that you just, that, that just brews the coffee. No, I do it right, bro. Okay. All you what boomers. What is French there, press coffee? Smoky Mountain Red said that as this. well. It's this. You grind okay. the co- you put the coffee grinding and mix it with hot water and then you let it sit for five minutes. I've let it sit for like 30. So it's going to be really strong. Okay. Uh, okay. And- okay. So you're gonna you're gonna pour that in a cup. Do we see the mayonnaise? Is the mayonnaise Dukes? Is the mayonnaise? By the way, anybody the like Miracle? First. Does anybody like Miracle Whip? Who the hell? Who wants sweet mayonnaise? I don't want sweet mayonnaise. So is the mayonnaise is not in it yet, right? The mayonnaise is no, going in it. I'm, I'm leaving some room for it. Okay. Everybody can see it, and here comes the mayonnaise. It is actually. A heaping tablespoon. Caleb Hellman's Hellman's is a great choice. Hellman's is a great choice. Uh, I like Dukes because it's from the South and I like supporting people from the South, but Miracle Whip is horrible. Let me taste this to see how good of a job I did first on the coffee before I ruin it with mayonnaise. But okay. So, by the way, Smoky Mountain Red says, I make good coffee, guys. Yeah. Smoky Mountain Red says, JFG forever and always. Smoky Mountain Red, let me ask you. Did you ever come out of the underground um, in Knoxville, which was like the late, late night party place? It didn't open till 3 a.m. And you would come out of there at 5 a.m. And you would smell the JFG grinders brewing downtown in the old city. Has anybody experienced that? Because that's when God's telling you, you need to go home. You need to get it's five in the morning and you need to get your butt in bed. Oh, this smells so disgusting. All right, guys, I'm showing you right here. I'm turning the camera down because I'm proving that I'm putting the mayonnaise in the coffee. Are we ready? This will be way better for our video viewers than it will be for the audio. Um, audio people, here we we go. Okay, so how many do I have to put in, Dave? How many spoonfuls? Oh, I'm good with one heaping tablespoon like you did, but. What do you think, message board? Uh, should he put a second? Uh, 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 and by the way, guys, I hate mayonnaise as it is. Like, I actually am disgusted by mayonnaise. Southside um, Brewer asked why. Okay, so t- tell him again why. So we were um, doing a – all right, so before I drink this, we were doing a bet last week um, that Oregon-Utah, I was sure the game would hit the over. And I was so sure Dave's like, would you put something on it? And he's like, would you drink coffee with mayonnaise? And I just said, sure, whatever. And 
not only did the game not hit the over, but this was based on a Will Levis mayonnaise and coffee move last year at SEC Media Days. Yes, which you had you had not heard about, but it was yeah, it was a big thing. Um, and then I Will understand. Levis went and threw for four touchdowns against to to lead the Titans to win. When I was I'm a Titans fan, and I was to- I totally bet against Will Levis. I still don't believe in him, so. I realized I had to follow through with this bet. Okay, so I, I want like for those cur- in our audio like platforms. Milk. Oh my god! Oh. For those in our audio platforms, um, you you have to see how genuinely disgusted, like the upper lip is cringing, even as he's thinking about it. So go to YouTube. Be sure and hit that like and subscribe Sorry, button. I gotta like, because I gotta we're like. gonna. Uh, I think I think this might be a new thing where we continually make uh, Caleb do disgusting things because he's still a young man. Uh, I've I've done stupid things. Uh, yeah, to, you know what? You know what? Uh, I could go on jackass after this one. Um, you could. Yeah. Oh you could. lord! All right. All right, uh, guys. So here we you, go. You have to. You have to drink the whole cup. Okay. okay. Here we go. How is it? Oh, we got a gag reflex. Oh, he's drinking more. He goes back for the second. But we definitely had a gag reflex that was troubling. Hit the like and subscribe button if you think that uh, Caleb should have to drink the whole jar. And whoa, little, little on the side that there. Is, I don't think it's good for the show if I uh, if I yak. <laughs> Probably not. But I can always pull your camera down, so I'm willing to risk it. Will we see Caleb puke on camera? Possibly. Travis. <laughs> Travis just <laughs> Travis nails it. Oh wait, let's and have a, wait. Including right, wait. the spa- including the space in six characters, Travis nails it. My God. All right, so wait, we have one last segment to do, and let's <laughs> let's do the segment while I'm drinking the coffee because I have to try to. You know, y'all you ever watch Hot Ones, Dave? Where like the they this guy interview who who eats really spicy wings. He interviews a celebrity and have to eat wings from like a level of a mile to extremely spicy. Like, yes, but I feel like you're changing the subject. Just drink your coffee. All right, we'll start the next segment. <laughs> okay, the All right, what is the next segment? What are we doing now? Whose regular season winning streak is more impressive because Georgia just broke Tennessee's SEC record. Um, so Georgia's regular season winning streak started in 2020 and going to, through 2023 has now broken Tennessee's regular season SEC record from 1937 to 1940. So the question is, which one was more impressive? How did it break the record? Just – most wins regular in a season. row. Is- most most consecutive wins in a regular season wins in a row. Well, I mean, this one's more impressive by Georgia because the playing field's more level. I think Tennessee was ahead of the game back then, but you could speak to that better than I do. You're the historian who loves mayonnaise in his coffee. Mm-hmm. Sips it away. Look at so it. So you're right. Chugging. Also, Tennessee in that regular season winning streak run from 37 to 40 beat one team that finished ranked, and it was Alabama in 1938. Look at him bringing the stats during it. I love but it. The, ni- right. the, ni- the 1939 team, Dave, you may know this, and I'm going to keep bringing the stats real quick, but it's – um, God. It's the uh, – it's the 1939 team is the last team to go undefeated, untied, and unscored on in the regular season. Tennessee shut out every single opponent that year that they beat. They, a place they lost that does the, it. I was like, go, go ahead. They lost the Rose Bowl, but that's because George Cafago was banged up and couldn't fully go. They lost the Rose Bowl to USC that year, but had 
Kavago and healthy, they would have won it all. They weren't national champs that year, though, and they finished second to TCU in 1938 of all teams. But, guys, sorry, that was the um, – I guess it was the Doak Walker years at TCU. So, TCU was better. Yes. Uh, Caleb, by the way, is drinking his coffee, um, but they don't they don't drink mayo in their coffee at Sports Treasures. They just provide you with over 5 million Sports Treasures and so much more. Follow on Facebook for the best sports memorabilia daily updates. Go to Facebook, Sports Treasures TN, Sports Treasures TN. I love seeing what they've got uh, out there. And uh, Caleb certainly could use a Tennessee cider. Uh, use the promo code HAT. The promo code HAT. I could use toothpaste. Okay. Uh, you get the original hard cider of the Smoky Mountains when you go to tncidercompany.com. The original. Use the promo, cat, promo code HAT to receive some free swag with your cider order. And there may or may not be a dave hooker uh, or an off the hook cider coming up how cool would that be It'd be amazing an off the right, hook so, cider so dave just, yes the spread is 35 and a half tomorrow does tennessee cover or not well let me answer uh it with this it doesn't sound as good as vols by 50 but i got vols by 60 you i'm taking covers. I'm taking 68 to 18 in an odd score. How about that? 68 to eight. I'm taking 49 to 14. They win by 35. They don't cover the 35 and a half point spread. Tennessee has won one game by more than 35 this year. It was against Virginia. They couldn't even beat Austin P by 35 or UTSA. Isn't Virginia a little bit better recently? Or are they still just? Yeah, it's not the same Virginia team that Tennessee beat. <laughs> yeah, um, Tony Elliott is turning it around. I'm a believer in Tony Elliott. I know John Adams is not, but you. I think he's uh, good I, I think that you may be. Um, I'm trying to think of a nice word to say gullible. You believe in a lot of people. I also be- don't believe in a lot of people. Okay, how about this? Um, what's the next bet? How many how many games does uh, does LSU have left? Because everybody knows that you love Brian Kelly. Well, I already picked Alabama to cover this weekend against LSU. I've lost faith in LSU. Okay. So what do we want to bet on that? Anybody, any suggestions? Well, I, it would, how about this? How about this? Well, let's, let's bet the spread. We're debating the Tennessee UConn spread. Let's, let's bet on that. Let's put some on it, Dave. I got them cover. You got them covering. I say they won't cover. Okay. So. Uh, what 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 do you have? What do we have to do? What Loser to has do? to buy. Loser has to buy five. Celebrate ninety eight books. I already bought them, so it would just be on you. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's see what we're talking about here. All right, you guys on the message board, give us a good, give us a good bet that we have to that the loser has to do for next Friday. Okay, I like this one actually. Loser has to eat a big orange crunch to start the show. That's a benefit to the loser. Yeah, and do you have Friday after? Well, you have to do our. You you have to edit all of our content and redistribute. I don't know after a big orange crunch if you're going to be able to do that. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, these these things are good stuff. So, um, I don't know that we want that. Um, give, give, give us something else. Um, by the way, uh, if you want the big orange crunch, use the promo code, uh, hooked and you can get 10% off that as well. 
and it's at himphousechat with two t's.com uh himphousechat with two t's.com and you can get 10 percent off of anything with a promo code hooked so we'll think of something we'll have something uh cruising next week maybe we'll uh interact on the travis uh, i do that anyway but what are you talking like do you see travis's post he acts like i don't do that to fred to his face anyway uh loser has to yeah you we don't want to we don't i already do that to fred how many times do i mention uh tennessee's failures against florida nebraska when i'm talking to him what's your lead uh i don't know that has to be a food thing but uh yeah we can we can definitely come up with something can definitely come up with something okay I'm you look like you're I'm getting just, used to the mayonnaise coffee it's no well now it's just like the mayonnaise curdles at the bottom and it looks like it's curdling and i'm like oh i, I can't have any more guys i'm sorry it's uh sure um, god sure god will love us you absolutely love him all right no, fantastic yes what i can't stand him i can't stand him by the way i am the most right person in history with titans quarterbacks i was against locker i was against Mariota. i was against Kerry collins i was against oh, i'm going to be against will levis the only guy I was for was Vince Young, and we should have stuck with him. Mm, yeah. I like Mariota, but I just didn't think that. Mariota think it's, was too soft to play with, with a hand in his face at this point. Yeah, I think it's so happenstance if you get the right coaching staff, if you get the right franchise. That's why I hope things work out for Hendon Hooker. And, you know, I, I had some fun with the Lions in the offseason, but I hope that They've got their stuff together, and it looks like they do. Rick Terry Jewelry Design, they want to be your jeweler. Looking for affordable game day jewelry? How about the Fire Opals, a Tennessee tradition? That's rickterryjewelry.com, rickterryjewelry.com. Okay, so there we go. In honor of Rick Terry, so if Caleb, um, if Tennessee uh, covers the spread, then Caleb has to wear a tiara throughout the program next week. Oh, that's a good one. I can do that. Um, okay. What will Dave do if Tennessee if Tennessee doesn't cover the spread. Oh, oh, Dave, um, do you oh. have a Steelers jersey since you're a Cowboy fan? Uh, no, I don't. Um, do you have a Red Sox jersey? I'll tell you what. <clears throat> Lakers it's, jersey? Uh, here's, here's what I'll do. Here's what I'll do. If Tennessee does not cover the spread, then I will just continue to throw high heat weekly at 10 a.m. No, with Caleb Calhoun. No. I'm Dave Hooker. This has been a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. <laughs> <laughs>